magnify Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, I love you, Jesus. Let me tell you what just happened a little bit ago. On the front row down there, we got a text that while you all were worshiping, a young man that's in this audience, his father's a bishop back in Louisiana, had a cancerous tumor on his ear, and he said, when you started worshiping, the tumor fell off his ear. about apostolic praise that is so powerful. The only thing I can think of that's more powerful than just all apostolic praise is for 40,000 young people to be gathered in one place with their mind on nothing else but magnifying God glorifying God with all of their heart, all their mind, all their soul, and all their strength. I want you to know that when you praise God, when you praise God, God releases an anointing into this atmosphere because of your praise. When you praise God, Miracle signs and wonders begin to happen. When you praise God, there's going to be healings all over this building. When you praise God, people are going to get the Holy Ghost. The Bible tells us praise does a lot of things. But here's the most important thing praise does. The Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. Oh, honey, that makes it important. If it means God's going to come, if it means God's going to fill this house, then why don't we give him the greatest praise? Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah! Oh, I love you, Jesus, with all of my heart. Come on, young people, give him some crazy praise. Somebody give him crazy praise. I wonder what had happened if several thousand young people would just start dancing before the Lord right now. Oh, up inhabits the praises of his people.
Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Reach out and grab somebody by the hand and say, come on, dance with me. Let's dance before the Lord together. Yes, 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 yes. 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 Oh, hallelujah. 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 I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost in this house. I feel miracles, signs, and wonders in this house. There's healing in this house. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now I got a rule where I pastor. Not making it up. I have a real rule where I pastor. In my church, you're not allowed to dance with the singer if you don't dance with the preacher. I want all my worshipers to keep on worshiping. I've got a feeling apostolics are just as excited about the Word of God as you are about music. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Everybody say Generation Z. Say it loud, Generation Z. Say it like a preacher, Generation Z. And then say apostolic to the core. Apostolic to the core. Apostolic to the core. Elbow your neighbor and tell them that's me. I want you to turn to the book of Psalm 24, verses 3 through 8. Psalm 24, 3 through 8. While you're turning there, let me say, I love my general superintendent that was up here telling us what God's doing all over the world a moment ago. Would you all let brother and sister Bernard know how much you love them? that the youth of the United Pentecostal Church love our superintendent. I love somebody else that I know you love, and that's brother and sister Carson and their youth team. Do you love them? Psalm 24, verse number three said, Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear 
deceitfully. Now, I don't have to preach those verses because Brother Josh Carson preached an absolute masterpiece last night that is really wrapped up in those two verses. Verse number five. This is where I'm taking my text from. Five through eight. He will receive blessing. Who's that? The one that has clean hands, a pure heart, doesn't lift up his soul to what is false or doesn't swear deceitfully. He will receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Verse number six says, such is the generation of those that seek Him. I'm preaching to you tonight, Generation Z. God bless you, you may be seated. Co-authors William Strauss and a man by the name of Neil Howe wrote a book entitled Generations. They studied, identified, and labeled the last seven generations in our North America. Those seven generations span a time of two centuries, about 200 years. First of all, they wrote about the lost generation, born 1883 to 1899. Then they talked about the GI generation, born 1900 to 1924. Then they talked about and wrote about the silent generation, born 1928 to 1945. And then came Generation W. That's my generation, also called the Baby Boomers. We were born 1946 to 1964. Following my generation is Generation X, born 1965 to 1980. And then came Generation Y. They get a lot of news. They're the millennials, born 1981 to 1996. And then there is you, Generation Z. Born 1997 to the present. Now, I don't know why these two men chose the letters they chose to label each generation. I don't know how they chose W, X, Y. But I got a feeling there's something prophetic about them calling you Generation Z. You see, I'm wondering if Z means the last generation. I'm wondering if Z means the end time generation. I'm wondering if Z means 
the last great revival generation. I believe with all of my heart that Generation Z is the absolute most powerful generation that the apostolic church has or will ever know. I know who I'm talking to tonight. I want you to listen to this preacher that believes in you. I am prophesying to you tonight. I don't say this often, maybe not ever before, but I feel like my entire message is one long prophecy to this generation, generation Z. You hear me, Generation Z. You will be the most powerful apostolic generation in the history of the world. Hear me, Generation Z. You are the generation that will see the return of the Lord Jesus Christ and the rapture of the church. You are the generation that will do great spiritual exploits. Your calling and your anointing generation Z will be unprecedented. The things that God is going to use you to do have never been done before, but you're going to do it because it's what God has declared. God is raising you up as a mighty army of end-time apostolics. You are the generation that is destined to experience worldwide revival. When Brother Bernard was talking about 16 countries with no missionary, I sat on the front row down there thinking all 16 of them probably in this building right now. All 16 missionaries that are going to go to an unchurched country and have end-time apostolic revival. You're probably here tonight, and I think a bunch of you already know who you are. Somebody shout yes. Generation Z, you will play an integral role in preaching the whole gospel to the whole world. You will witness and participate in the promised outpouring of the Holy Ghost upon all flesh. You will be the boldest and you will be the most daring generation since the book of Acts chapter two. You will have a vision given by God that you will accomplish and it will be epic. You will be the most powerful prayer warriors of all time. You will be the most educated and the most anointed preachers that have ever filled a pulpit. You will be the most accomplished singers and musicians and songwriters that have ever lived. You're gonna be spiritually gifted. All nine gifts of the Spirit are gonna operate in Generation Z. And it's not gonna be special like it is now. It's gonna be common. It's gonna happen so much. It's gonna happen among so many of you that it's gonna happen every time we go to church, every time we go to a conference, every time two or three get together in His name. Generation Z, you will be legendary soul winners. 
Generation Z, you will be powerful in the Holy Ghost. Generation Z, hear me well. You are the generation that will see the fulfillment of end time Bible prophecy. All the rest of us had talked about it. All generations before you have looked forward to it. But I believe with every ounce of my being that you're the generation that's going to see it. It's going to unfold in your generation. Somebody shout yes. yes. Do you believe it? Shout yes. yes. Generation Z, you are the most envied of all generations of all ages. You see, every apostolic that has ever lived has looked forward to your day wanting to be you. Want that to sink in just for a moment. Jesus said in Luke chapter 10, verses 23 and 24, many prophets and kings longed to see what you see, but they didn't see it. And they longed to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. The writer of Hebrews said, of the former heroes of the faith, he said, these all died in the faith, not having received the promise or the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar off. The Apostle Paul wrote, the things the end time generation will see was not made known to previous generations. They knew that the last generation, Generation Z, would be the greatest. Can I tell somebody here tonight that the greatest outpouring of the Holy Ghost, that the greatest use of the gifts of the Spirit, can I tell you that the greatest miracles have not been seen yet? The greatest sermons have not been preached yet. The greatest songs have not been sung yet, but they're going to be by you, by you. Shout yes, somebody. One of the greatest privileges of my life has been to walk with, work under our last three United Pentecostal Church general superintendents when I first went to headquarters, Brother N.A. Urshan was the general superintendent. And one day while he and I was driving to an event, he said to me with tears in his eyes, I'll never forget taking his glasses off and wiping his eyes with his handkerchief. And he looked over at me, I was driving and he said, Jack, you're gonna see things that I've preached about, but I have not seen. I want that to sink in. Brother Billy Cole, who I think is one of the greatest men of God that ever lived, a genuine apostle, saw more people receive the Holy Ghost than any man that has ever lived on this earth. But he said to me on his deathbed, just days before he died, on the telephone, he said, son, you're going to be a better preacher than me. You're going to see greater miracles than I've seen. You're going to be more anointed than me. And when he said all those things, I protested. I said, no, Uncle Bill. 
That's not going to happen. You're the greatest preacher that's ever lived. You're the greatest man of God that's ever lived. I'd rather hear you preach than anybody in the whole wide world. And when I protested what he was saying on his deathbed, he lifted up his voice and he said, you better be better than I was. He said, my generation is dying and we didn't get it done. We didn't see it all. We haven't seen the fulfillment of it yet. We haven't seen the crescendo of what God promised. He said, you better do it. And I've come tonight to tell Generation Z, I want you to embrace it tonight. I want you to believe it. I want you to know who you are. I want you to know the power you possess. I want you to know that you have a prophecy. You have a prophecy as a generation. Clap your hands, everybody, to the Lord. I promise you it is not a cliche with me. I know with some it may be, but it's certainly not with me. I believe this is the greatest time in history to be an apostolic. This is the greatest time in all of history to be an apostolic. You see, the Word of God makes us know that the greatest revival in the history of the church will be the revival taking place in the earth at the time of the return of the Lord Jesus Christ just prior to his return. There's going to be an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Just prior to his return, cities are going to be turned upside down. Just prior to his return, the Bible said, and all the earth shall know him. Just prior to his return, there's going to be hundreds of millions of people that are baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. I'm going to slow down and talk to you a moment. Generation Z, the Apostle Paul's prophecy in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 is for you. You are the generation that Paul wrote about when he said this generation is the one upon whom the ends of the world are come. That's you. Zechariah prophesied to you. He said, at evening time, there shall be light. Generation Z, that prophecy belongs to you. The Bible said, Haggai was writing, that the glory of the latter house is going to be greater than the glory of the former house. And Generation Z, you are the latter house. You're the ones that's going to know the glory of God in a greater way than any generation before you. Prophet Joel said, and it shall come to pass afterward 
that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That prophecy belongs to you. He said, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Can I tell you that's you? You're the sons and you're the daughters, Generation Z, that are going to prophesy. I think there ought to be a spirit of a prophet come upon this entire arena tonight. Wouldn't it be amazing if 36,000 Holy Ghost-filled young people would stand up and begin to prophesy to your hometown, to your home church, to your preacher, to your lost family. You can stand up or sit down, whatever you want to do. Generation Z, the spirit of the prophet is upon me tonight. And I'm telling you that tonight, somebody holler tonight. Come on, scream it. Tonight. I'm telling you that tonight, a powerful end time anointing is going to come upon every one of you. If you want it, it's in this house. If you want it, you can have it. If you want it, God's about to give it to us. Why don't you throw your head back and just start talking in tongues all over this building. Lift up your voice. Now listen, just as easily as you went into speaking with other tongues, I'm prophesying to you that tonight you are going to speak the word of faith and God's going to honor it tonight with authority, with more authority than you've ever felt, with more anointing than you've ever known. The Spirit of the Lord's going to come upon you and you're going to speak the word of faith. And when you do, God is going to honor it. Somebody shout yes. I'm still prophesying to you that tonight, somebody scream tonight. Tonight in this arena, you will see miracles, you will see signs, and you will see wonders. Turn around and touch at least three or four people and tell them I'm fixing to see miracles, signs, and wonders. Come on, speak the word of faith. Let me hurry on. I want this generation to hear me clearly. No matter what you've been told, no matter what you've been thinking, no matter how life has intimidated you, I'm telling this generation tonight that you have every 
everything that's required to be used mightily by God. You hear me, Generation Z? You're old enough, you're smart enough, you're anointed enough, you're powerful enough, and you have enough faith to be used by God starting tonight. Starting tonight. Starting tonight. Preacher, I'm only 15 years old. I was 15 when I prayed through. I got the Holy Ghost about seven or eight, but I acted like a devil until about 15, till I really prayed through. A lady preacher come to our church. I'll never forget her message. She preached on the potter's wheel or the potter's field. She said, that's your choice. And in a church of about 500, I was sitting all the way in the back, two or three rows from the back. She come down the center aisle. She stopped at my aisle and she said, come on, Jack, you need to pray tonight. I put my hands in my pockets and I shook my head no at 15 years old no I'm not going to the altar and that woman of God said okay boy if you want to go to hell I did my best I beat her back down to the altar I threw myself in the altar. And folks, I'm here to tell you, I had me a real praying through. That was a life-changing night for me. My life was never the same again after that night that I gave everything to Him. I went to my pastor. I said, can we start a Tuesday night prayer meeting with just young people? Do you trust us? Can we have just young people come and pray? Come and seek God? He said, sure, go ahead. So we started a Tuesday night prayer meeting. We had about 15 came to the prayer meeting at first and it grew 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Before long, we had over 100 high school kids and church kids meeting at our church on Tuesday night for prayer. Oh, I'm telling you what, folks, it was something else. I am telling you, we had tongues and interpretation, and who knows if we even got it partly right. We prophesied to one another. We laid hands on the sick. I am telling you, in that prayer meeting, we had us one more apostolic time. And in school, over the loudspeaker, they come on and said, this is... Mr. Willis's last day with us for, that was our principal, with us for a while. He has cancer and he's going tomorrow to West Virginia University Hospital where they're gonna operate on him and he'll be out for months before he gets to come back. I made my way down to the office with two or three other teenagers 
we walked in our principal's office and I said, sir, 15 years old, I said, sir, if you'd come to our prayer meeting, it just happened to be Tuesday night. I said, if you'll come to our prayer meeting tonight, we've got over a hundred young people that are gonna pray for you. And Lee Willis said, I'll try it. I'll try to be there tonight. We're in the middle of prayer meeting. In walks the school principal. He comes up and gets prayed for. Spirit of God falls on him and he received the Holy Ghost. We had an elder that lived down the street from the church, Brother Jimmy Wolf's daddy, Brother Sam Wolf, we called him. We, went, we need you to come up to the church and baptize the school principal. He come up and baptized him in Jesus' name. The next morning, he went to West Virginia Unity Hus- University Hospital. And that Sunday, we're coming into church on Sunday morning, And here comes walking in the principal of our school for church on Sunday morning. He had gone to the West Virginia University Hospital the next day and they said, we don't know why they sent you here because there's no cancer in your body. I want every one of you young people to know I was only 15 years old. Every one of us that was there was teenagers. Don't you dare start thinking, I'll do this when I get in my 20s. I'll do it when I get in my 30s. I'm telling you that God is raising up an army now. When I was 19 years old, I was trying to preach. Believe it or not, I started my first church at age 19. Don't feel sorry for me. Feel sorry for those poor people I tried to pastor at 19. One night we had a visitor lady come. She comes down to the altar at the end of the service. They said, would you come pray for her? And I went over and prayed for her. She had just come, Brother Dan Scott, from one of the South American countries that still had not eradicated leprosy 40 years ago. And they brought her up and they showed me her legs from her knees down. Her legs were blistered and scarred and red and full of all kind of running open sores. And they said, she's got leprosy. She just got here from overseas and we laid hands on her 19 years old and prayed the prayer of faith over her and while I was praying over her a bunch of the women around her started screaming and dancing and falling out and I said what's going on they said look at her legs her legs not a sore on them not an open running sore on them no infection no leprosy When I was 23 years old, I started going to Thailand with Brother Billy Cole. We had a whole bunch of Buddhists receive the Holy Ghost. And over there, when we have them get the Holy Ghost, we have them come up on the platform simply because we need the room in the altar. So all those that got the Holy Ghost come up on the platform. And Brother Billy Cole said to me, 
He said, while I'm getting some new ones filled with the Holy Ghost, I want you to pray for all of them that's already standing up here and don't leave them till they're talking in tongues. So I went down the line laying hands one on another until they talked in tongues. And I came to a little woman that was about that tall. And when I laid my hand on her head and began to pray in Jesus' name, she opened up her eyes and they were as big as 50 cent pieces. Her mouth went open and she just backed away from me. Now I thought I scared her because I'm so big. I'm a giant over there. She backed all the way up to the wall. I went and got the general superintendent that speaks Thai and English both. I said, Brother Chai Yoon, I frightened that little lady over there when I prayed for her. Look at her over there plastered against the wall. I scared her to death. He went over and talked to her and came back over to me. And in his broken English, he said, she not afraid. I said, well, if she's not afraid, what's wrong? He said, she's four, one years old. She was born blind. And when you laid your hand on her, God opened up her eyes and now she can see. I want everybody here to know all three of those stories are true. And I was your age. I was your age. I was your age when it happened. Is there anybody in here that wants to be used by God? My, 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 my. Let me hurry. The Bible said Jesus healed the sick and oppressed seven times. He cast out evil spirits five times. He healed blind eyes five times. He healed crippled limbs no less than three times. He raised the dead three times. He healed the deaf and dumb three times. He cleansed the lepers three times. I won't read them all. There's, there's many, many more that were just single occurrences in the gospel. But after all the miracles he had done, Jesus himself said in John 14 and 12, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. Are there any believers in this house? Come on, come on. Are there any believers in this house? then hear me, if you're a believer, Jesus said anything that I've done, you can do. You hear how quiet it got? We almost think that's sacrilegious to think I can do anything Jesus did. But that's what he said. He said the works that I do shall you young man, you young lady, you young lady, you two boys, the works that I do shall I do also. Anything that you've seen me do, 
you can do. But he didn't stop there. He blew everybody's mind. That first sentence just kind of reeled them on their heels. You can do anything I can do. They just, like you, they just got quiet. But then he really blew their minds because the second part of the same verse, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Second part of the verse, and greater works than these shall he do. What are you saying, Jesus? I'm saying anything I've done, you can do. But hold on, that's not the end of it. Jesus, who was God, manifest in the flesh, said you're gonna do things I haven't done. Don't you tell me God can't do anything. Don't you tell me God can't heal crippled limbs. Don't you tell me God can't open blind eyes. Don't you tell me God can't turn cities upside down. Why don't you take a praise break? Clap your hands and worship Him for a solid minute. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Yes. Quiet down enough for me to preach a little more. You guys are amazing. Don't you know that the devil is shaking in his boots right now? He's down in hell calling a conference. What are we gonna do? There's 40,000 young people that wanna be used of God. I was preaching at my church. I was kicking the devil all over the sanctuary. Little old lady comes up to me after church, right down here. Her little old hands are just shaking. And she said, I'm scared to death that when you preach about the devil like that and talk about the devil like that, that the devil's gonna beat the life out of you, that the devil's gonna make you sick. Or maybe the devil's going to kill you. Or maybe the devil's going to let you be in a plane crash. I got a revelation for 40,000 young people tonight. And I think you're ready to receive it. If the devil could kill you, you'd be dead. But he can't do it. He can't do it. Every young person in this hall, you need to know it. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world.
Are you ready for the word of God? Jesus said, behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. Are you ready for this? And over all, A-L-L, over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. I want every apostolic, put your hand in the air as high as you can with one finger. One finger pointing up. One finger pointing up. I want all 30 some thousand of you to know you got more power in that one finger you're holding up than all the devils in hell added together. Oh, somebody needs to hear me. The devil's not our problem. I said the devil's not our problem. The only thing standing between us is in time apostolic revival. The only thing standing between us and that revival, hear me please, is us being willing to say yes, Lord. Here am I, use me, I'll go. I'll do, I'll be. Clap your hands again with all your might, with all your might. There's about to be a Holy Ghost explosion in this house. There's about to come a Holy Ghost explosion in this house. Listen to me. The Bible said sometimes, the Bible says that sometimes we don't know how to pray. It goes on from there and said, sometimes we actually pray for the wrong thing. But then it goes on and says, but the Spirit maketh intercession for us. When you pray in English, you may or may not be praying for the right thing. But can I tell you that when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you're always praying for what's right. God don't make a mistake. God don't ever pray for the wrong thing. I want every person in this building, close your eyes and focus your attention on God. Now raise both of your hands and don't say one word of English. I want you to start praying in the Holy Ghost with authority. Pray in the Holy Ghost with authority.
in the Holy Ghost with authority. Pray in the Holy Ghost with authority. Come on, young ladies. Pray in the Holy Ghost with authority. Okay, everybody listen. Everybody open your eyes and look at me. If you can't see me at this podium, look at me on the screen. I want every eye in the building looking at me. Every eye. Stop praying. Put your hands down, your eyes open. We're trying to be apostolic tonight, which means you listen to elders. See how I got that in? If you're here and you need a miracle, I don't mean you're looking for a better job, not that that's not a miracle, or you'd like to have a model better car than you got. I mean you're in a mess and you need a miracle, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Maybe you're married, a young married, and your marriage is in a mess. Maybe your family, maybe your siblings, maybe your parents are unsaved. But you need a real, genuine miracle. I want you to hold that hand up as high as you can get it. You need a real miracle. Look at that, folks. You could almost say there's 30 plus thousand hands up, almost every hand in the building. Now listen to me. Listen to me. I'm going to help you receive your miracle. I'm going to tell you five things, and then I'm going to speak the word of faith. First of all, we're all going to repent. I'm going to repent. Every preacher on this platform is going to repent. Every person in the audience is going to repent. Every pastor and pastor's wife and youth leader and youth leader's wife is going to repent. Every North American Youth Corps attendee is going to repent. We're all going to repent. Are you ready? Are you ready? Repeat after me. God, please forgive me of all my sin. Say it loud. Of all my sin. Forgive me for the things I have done that displeased you. Forgive me for wrong words, wrong actions, wrong attitudes, wrong relationships, and wrong responses. Forgive me for any time I have rebelled against you, against your word, or against your spirit. Lift your hands one more time and thank God for hearing your prayer of repentance. Tell him, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
I've got good news for you. If you said, God, I'm sorry, from an honest heart, God just said, you're forgiven. The Bible said, if we confess our sins, that's one thing. The Bible said he'll do four things. If we'll confess our sins, he'll forgive us our sins. He'll cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He'll be faithful to us and he'll be just with us. When you said, God, I'm sorry, God forgave you. Now the second thing we're going to do, we're going to speak the word of faith. Now hear me. Probably nobody but you or very few people know why you raised your hand. But in a moment, I'm going to ask you to speak the word of faith. And if you raised your hand because your family is lost, when I tell you to speak the word of faith, I want you to throw your head back and say, my family shall be saved. If you're sick in your body, I want you to throw your head back and say, I shall be healed. If your mind is oppressed or depressed, there's something wrong. The enemy just attacks your mind with fear, intimidation, all that junk. I want you to throw your hands up and Are you ready? You know what you raised your hand for a while ago. Now I want you to put both your hands in the air. Now hold on. We're not going to say please. We're not going to say God if you can. We're going to speak a word of faith. I shall be healed. My family shall be saved. Are you ready? Are you ready? When I say hallelujah, I want you to speak the word of faith to the very top of your lungs. One, two, three, hallelujah! Yes, 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 yes. I shall be healed. I shall be delivered. I shall be free. My family shall be saved. Okay. Next to the last thing. Next to the last thing. We're getting ready to see a mass miracle in here. 
a mass miracle. Let me tell, tell you what happened in Thailand. This was my 35th year to go to Thailand. A few years back, we had a crusade. And as crippled people, we told them to bring folks that were blind and lame and people that were deaf and dumb and people, they still have leprosy in Thailand, people that have leprosy. We told them to bring everybody that needed a miracle. And I don't know what usher or pastor or who decided to do it. Somebody got the idea to put all the lame people on the front three or four rows. Every person came in in a wheelchair, on a stretcher, on a walker, with a cane, on crutches, being carried. Didn't matter what it was. They seated them all in the front of that audience. And I felt there what I'm feeling here right now, that God is getting ready to do a mass miracle. Everybody be real quiet. Be real quiet. Edwin Harper, are you in the building? I hear him back there somewhere. Holler loud. He was there. He saw all of this with his own eyes. He was on the platform. He preached that day, and we baptized over 1,500 people in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hold on. Waiting about that 1,500? 1,500 Baptists. They weren't 1,500 Catholics. And that, that doesn't diminish it any at all. But all 1,500 of them were born Buddhist, idol worshipers. Right in the middle of preaching. I was preaching about the power of the name of Jesus. And in the middle of my message, nobody laid hands on them. Nobody touched them. Nobody spoke nothing over them. All of a sudden, one lame man got up. And then a second lame man got up. And then a third lame man got up. And then somebody got up off a stretcher. And somebody come out of a wheelchair. And in about three or four or five minutes, over one hundred lame people were up on their feet worshiping God. And I'm telling you, that's about to happen all over this house. Are you ready? Now, I ask in service, are there any believers in the house? Let me ask you again. Are there any believers in the house? Okay. Then the Bible said, believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Now I told you, we're fixing to find out if I'm a real prophet or not. I told you when I started preaching tonight that you're going to speak the word of faith tonight and that God's going to honor it tonight. So I want every believer, turn and lay your hands on somebody else the way the Bible says to. Every believer, 
Every believer. Now listen to me. Everybody listen. Everybody listen. Everybody listen. I'm going to speak the word of faith. And when I speak the word of faith, I want you to let out the greatest shout of hallelujah you have ever given in your lifetime. And I want you to speak the word of faith over that individual that you're laying your hand on right now. And God's going to heal from the front of this platform to the top of that balcony around this entire arena. Healing is going to fill this house as you pray the prayer of faith as a believer. Are you ready? Are you ready? Close your eyes by the authority of the Word of God and by the power that is in the name Jesus. I command you to be healed. I command you to be delivered. I command you to be set free. Pray the prayer of faith over one another. Come on, believer. Come on, believer. Pray the prayer of faith. you start speaking with other tongues why don't you pray in the Holy Ghost with authority again pray in the Holy Ghost with authority Yes, 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 yes. I command blinded eyes to be open. I command deaf ears to be unstopped. I command dumb tongues to be loosed. I command kidneys and lungs and liver and pancreas and heart to be healed.
I command the lame to walk. I command the lame to walk. I command pain to leave that body right now. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Okay, everybody listen. Everybody listen. Everybody. Everybody stop praying and listen. Everybody. Somebody by you still praying, touch them and tell them to stop. Everybody listen. Everybody listen. Hey, pal, that means you too. Thank you. Everybody listen. Now hear me when I tell you, God doesn't need you to exaggerate nothing to make him look better. All you kids over here, look up here. All you kids, look up here. Right here. Thank you. Look up here. Thank you, all of you. All of you. Thank you. God don't need you exaggerating nothing to make him look good. But if you know absolutely for a fact that you just got your miracle, you were healed, that pressure's lifted off your mind, you feel victory in your spirit, you know you just got a miracle, I want you to let out the biggest shout you've given all night long. Would you do Before we stop, we're going to pray one more prayer, and it's the most important one. I hope you know who you're standing by. Would you, why don't you, we just take a moment, ask at least the three or four people around you, have you ever received the Holy Ghost speaking with other tongues? Ask at least four people around you. Okay, I want you to remember what they told you. If you said to them, have you spoken with other tongues? And they said, no, I have not. Or if they said something like, it's been a long time and I 
it again. We're going to pray in a moment. And this time you're going to lay your hand on them. And you're going to speak the word of faith. And when you do, God's going to give them the Holy Ghost. And they're going to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God give them utterance. Are you ready? Find that person that told you, I've not received the Holy Ghost. And get right around in front of them. Get right around in front of them. I'm going to tell you, you guys are amazing. You guys are wonderful. Get right around in front of them. Here goes. By the authority of the Word of God and by the power that is in the name Jesus, I command you, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. using you right now. God's using you right now. Hallelujah. Brother sound man. There are young people getting the Holy Ghost all over this building. All over this building, young people are being filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I want everybody that's still praying for the Holy Ghost, I want you to open up your mouth and let your tongue go. Let God begin to speak through you in a language you don't know. Just open up your mouth and let it go. Let it go. Let it go. That's it. Open up your mouth and let God begin to speak. Let God begin to speak. Let God begin to speak. No matter what it sounds like, let it go. Somebody just sent word to the platform that somebody got up out of a wheelchair back there and is walking around. 
I need the musicians and the singers. Run, run, run. You're all young people. Run. If you just received the baptism of the Holy Ghost or got a refilling of the Holy Ghost, would you begin to wave your arm all over this place? Wave your arm, will you? worship God? Come on, are you ready to worship God? We can't leave. 